Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Today's show is with Warren Hare Jr. of JR Cycle Products and a little show you may know of called Mom and Tried. <clears throat> JR Cycle Products will be January 2023's featured shop of the month for MC Shop Tees. That's right, your T shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. <clears throat> Super rad to uh, come full circle and be able to feature his shop. Warren first came up on the show, I believe, the first year when I was doing a podcast with Bacon Car. Bacon Car. Dan Bacon Car. Uh, DC Choppers. And, you know, and he's come up multiple times since then. And to uh, meet him this year, get to ride with him on the back roads around Sturgis. Uh, he won the Kickstart competition at the Choppers Magazine Harley Davidson Chopper Show in Deadwood. And now I'm going to be a small part of the Mama Tried show in February. So it's just fucking super rad to see how all this is coming together. And you can get a one-time only limited print JR Cycles product shirt from MC Shop Tees next month. Just got to sign up before the year is over. Time is running out. Go to mcshoptees.com and enjoy this podcast. All right, that was Thou Shalt Not Hassle by Extermination Day. Thank you, Zach, from Heavy. Check out Heavy Clothing at heavy.bigcartel.com. All right, I'm going to fucking get through this, dude, real fast, you know, so we can get into this bitchin' podcast where me and Warren talk about dirt bikes and choppers and the evolution of his shop and skills and the beginnings and, you know, where mama tried has come from and getting to you know the evolution of the mama tried show it's super rad to hear from warren and you're gonna enjoy it um and that's gonna be the first show of the year in february february 16th 17th and 18th flat out friday is on friday mama and tried is on saturday and sunday pretty fucking stoked the flat out friday racing dude last time um I guess wasn't last year, was the year before, was 20, 2020, I showed up with a race bike. I borrowed somebody's bike. I spent a week turning it into a flat track bike and then showed up and then, you know, the plug got pulled. Now, we still had an amazing time, but we didn't get to race. And I'm looking forward to getting back out on the racetrack with my flathead brakeless and the chopper and the vintage class. So I hope that some of you motherfuckers are signed up to race, and I'll see you on the track. If not, dude, they got plenty of seats at the Visor Forum. Pretty sick to be racing motorcycles worth Milwaukee Bucks play. I mean, I've never seen the Milwaukee Bucks play, but, you know, pretty fucking rad. I know that place is sick. I raced there once before, <clears throat> and I cannot wait to go back. So, meet us in Milwaukee in February. And then I'll be racing again at the Sons of Speed March 4th in Daytona at the new Smyrna Speedway, thanks to Billy Lane and the Sons of Speed Vintage Racing Crew. I got some other shit I'm working on for Daytona, too, and I can't wait to finalize that and tell you all about it. Uh, Texas Fandango, March 31st through April 2nd at 
the Gillespie County Fairgrounds in Fredericksburg, Texas, dude. It's going to be racing, swapping, chopper show. Dude, the riding around there is fucking amazing. The barbecue, everything. You can't beat the hill country in the spring. And then Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival, May 18th through the 21st. If you go to MotorcyclesAndMusic.com, you can sign up for a newsletter, and you will have first access to when they put the tickets on sale. I think it's going to happen like, I don't know, the beginning of January. So this show, like all shows, is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Each month we do a one-off limited print T-shirt design for the shops that we feature. And with the shirt, you get a postcard that tells you about the shops, what they specialize in, where they're located, and how you can get a hold of them. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, this we just sent out, I believe, the 48th shirt since we've been in business, which is fucking amazing. And I cannot thank all of you enough. It's so fucking rad to be able to send out the names of all these shops to everybody all over the world. And I mean, it's super fucking cool. And we featured everybody from shops that have been around for 50 plus years to, you know, guys that have been, that are just striking out on their own. Uh, some shops are full service shops. Some so- shops are full custom shops. Some shops just specialize in <clears throat> manufacturing parts, 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 or specifically, uh, seem like we did one shop that was like, they only do frame mods. Like that's all they do is work on frames, you know? It, it, and we did. We actually did one shop called Custom Destruction, who just does helmets, right? Like that's what he does. And it's a, but it's a motorcycle. Fuck, we featured a surf shop this year that was just filled with motorcycles. Um, you never know what you're gonna get with me, and it's pretty fucking cool. And I hope that you're as stoked as I am. So, mcshoptees.com. Uh. I've also, you know, if you've got too many t-shirts and you want to support the show, you can go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and sign up to become a patron. For five bucks a month, dude, you, you keep this show on the road. Keep putting gas in my bikes, you know, bringing in these awesome guests and making these trips happen that I can, <clears throat> you know, I try to do my best to share with them. Share, share them with you through this media outlet, which is audio and then sometimes on the gram through stories and videos i am danger danimal on the gram if you have any questions or want to reach out you can dm me there or email me at dan at danger now <clears throat> i like to say thanks you know to people supporting and lowbrow is a big supporter of the show and they have given me a hundred dollar gift card to give out to one of these fucking amazing patreon supporters and you know it's pretty fucking sweet dude i just ordered what did i get <clears throat> i got a primary they have lowbrow customs carries primaries now from bdl which is super fucking rad uh and i got some wires hopefully i'm gonna get to put my chopper together before i leave on january 3rd to go back to argentina uh from there i will finish this trip to ushuaia knock on wood Everything goes as planned, and I can get that bike and me to Milwaukee for Mama Tried. So Harley Davids is going to help me get the bike there. Uh, dude, I can't thank, dude, I can't thank everybody enough. I just can't. That trip is it's insane, but I'm giving away a prize to a $100 gift card to lowbrowcustoms.com to 103, which is 
Billy Frank. Get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> Billy Frank. That's fucking Bill Cycles in Henderson, Texas. I got to see him at Born Free because Bill Cycles is right down the street from the Yellow Rose Canyon. And now Billy just won a $100 gift card, man. Billy, thank you so much, dude. I can tell you've been you've been supporting the show for a long time. And I, dude, it's fucking amazing. Now, I got <clears throat> one more podcast I'm going to put out. Oh, I, I got two more I'm going to put out this year. I did a year in review with the guys at the Browns Cycles. I did a Browns Table podcast, which was great last night. And then the long uh, waited for podcast with Casey Hyatt and Brian Helm uh, from Nepal. At Katmandu in Nepal, thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. I was finally able to give away a trip to Casey. Actually, I gave it away like two years ago. We were finally able to take him to Nepal this year, and it was fucking amazing. So I still got some good podcasts to finish out this year with, and I hope you have a merry fucking Christmas. Funny, I I was debating on doing the podcast in my truck this morning because it's <laughs> it's cold here. It's probably not the same temperature as it is there, but it yeah. Was, when you when you start getting close to zero, it's uh it's a different kind of cold. It is a different kind of yeah. We just got below freezing. Sure, we got our. I think it it may be our first. No, it's probably not our first. It's the first frost I've been here for. Just at night, though, right? Like, it's it, it comes back up in, what, 40s and 50s in, in the day? Yeah, I mean, it's probably, it's already 32. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it ain't Milwaukee. How, how often, like, how much of that stuff do you get? Is it, like, a month's worth, or is it a couple days here No, and there? it's just a few days here and there. Like, I think we've got a little bit of winter weather possibilities the next few days. I don't think there's yeah. going to be any snow. I think it's just going to be cloudy and cold. Yeah. You hear about the, the vortex or whatever the hell's going on up here? No. There's, um, so like right, right in the middle, snap dash, like for travel for holiday, Thursday, Friday of this week, it's supposed to, supposed to dump a bunch of snow. Like they, they're calling 10 to 15 by us. And I've, I've seen, um, estimates like 50 something inches up north um and then it, it goes straight into like sub-zero with gale force winds uh, like it snows and it can plummets and then it's like it's like a snowmageddon is coming oh my god why well, here just recently it was like lake erie or lake superior got 56 inches overnight <laughs> <laughs> that's insane man like I, I don't understand how that's even possible uh i don't need i mean that's like you open the door up and there's just white stuff there. yeah yeah well you get you start going further north like jeremy's parents have a a family uh let's call it a cabin up in um it's it's north of marquette i can't remember the name of the town there's old copper mining town up there and it's on. There's like a horn that that dips up in the Erie from the the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Okay. And it like it's just right out there. And 
they have to build their houses and their sidewalks and shit on stilts because it snows so much. Stilts for the snow. Yeah. So like, you know, you, because, because you have to put the snow somewhere, you, you'll just bury the sidewalks and you have no chance of getting out or around because they have, they get so much snow. So they live up there full time. No, no, that's a cabin. That's their but family, I mean, like other people. Away. Other people live up there full time, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That is crazy. I rode through a town, a town. I mean, that town's a stretch of a word, but it was a. I mean, it was a small town in Colorado, but they're only there during the summertime because in the winter all the houses get covered up with snow. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the 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 mountain pass or the road to get up there is not not plowable. Or yeah, it was actually I can't think of the name of the town, but there was a a pass called I think it was Cottonwood Pass, and they uh-huh. just recently paved it, uh, which wow. makes it easier to get in there. But you know, all the houses. Have you seen are... those? Uh, have you seen those videos of the uh, in Japan? What up up near like the the mountains where everyone skis to get up there, like. The, the snow blowers and the snow plows and stuff that they have. No. And, like, they're cutting lanes through snow that looks like it's 20 foot, 25 foot deep on both sides of you. So it's like, it's like a snow tunnel to get, you should Google it. It's wild. I've seen pictures or videos of like roads that have, you know, 10 to 20 foot <laughs> snow walls on the side of them, <laughs> which is just insane to me. Yeah. Super insane. Uh, so, I mean, you guys, you guys will get snow and it'll pretty much stay all winter, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the last, I don't know, maybe the last five, 10 years have been kind of strange. It's been a little bit lighter. Um, it, it's been less cold, um, less snow, but yeah, we still get, we'll still get a good clip. You know, now that this, this snowstorm will stick probably through the, through the rest of the, the winter, probably clear into uh probably march the end of it so you know? we'll we'll see we'll see signs of it for mama tried when we come up oh absolutely absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a, i hope that you know if i'm i'm of the mind that if i'm going to live in a climate where it's cold and snowy that it better be cold and there better be an ass load of snow otherwise i'm going to get super frustrated and and like you know cuz like nobody likes just super cold slushy like kind of um you get a little bit of um i don't know if i want to be cold or not like hey here's a little here's a 50 degree day in the middle of january what do you guys think about that i'm like no stop just that melt the just, snow and just makes everything muddy and slush and- yeah it sucks man it sucks it's like you know just like having fever when you come out of winter and it's it makes that transition everything's like dirty and black and gross and and it kind of freezes and thaws it's just a it's just a nightmare you know i just make it cold keep it stay cold and let's let's do our winter sports and enjoy enjoy winter yeah i uh i got my first taste of milwaukee like in 2009 maybe maybe a 10 or 11 somewhere in there i was with the band and i we had a little tour through the midwest in november Mm -hmm. and i had done a couple tours before that in the summertime on my motorcycle and i was like dude i'm you know that's the only way to do it so i thought it'd be a good idea to ride to milwaukee in november (laughs) it was the Uh, most brutal fucking trip i have ever been on on my motorcycle just days at a time and it wasn't you know since we had gigs to play there was no like 
wait out the cold. It was like, gotta fucking be there, man. Oh, dude. But that's dude, when that... I first heard of Mama Tried. Was that that trip? Wild. So when was that's when shit. was the first Mama Tried? Oh man, it's well, it's it, it's only been I think it's nine years from from this point. Okay, so it wasn't even as far back as I remember. Nope, it was we did it was like thirteen I think or fourteen. Oh wow, then I'm yeah. way off, way off because well we played at a bar called the Wisco in Madison. Yeah, okay. And the, the bartender there, he uh, he had his pan. I think he was on a panhead that evening. Uh, but he was telling me about the event. He actually rode with me to Milwaukee the next day. Oh, and, dope. Uh, yeah, he, I actually, I would talk to him or talked about him to Jeremy or somebody else. And he finally heard the podcast and reached out and was like, dude, that was me. Like, oh, that's cool. I, now oh, I still can't remember his name now. Well, that's, that's, that's part for the course, man. You meet a lot of folks. I, I um I I'm assuming that you've you've been a, a social butterfly a, a majority of your life the way that you the way that you operate and the way that you can kind of chameleon into to any any um, scenario is pretty awesome. It's a good observation. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's an observation that I that that I I admire. You know, like I'm I'm not I'm not the most. I'm not the most open in like jump into a crowd and just start chatting and meeting folks, you know, and I, I strive to, to have those, um, um, or whatever characteristics. They, I mean, I think they can be learned. Some people just have it. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, it's definitely something that can be acquired. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So speaking of names, your name has come up on the podcast probably, I would say more than any other from from a long time ago. You know, I think the first time I was told about Warren from Milwaukee, I was doing a podcast with uh, Bacon, Dan Carr. Sure. Like the first oh, year man. that I was – that I had attempted to start doing this. Yeah, I love Dan, man. It, we've, uh, we, go back, we go back a ways, and I, I learned a lot from Dan. Dan, Dan kind of sparked my, uh, my entrepreneurial spirit, I believe, I'll I'll uh I'll kind of kick that to him. That's awesome. And, and, uh, yeah, good dude. Yeah, he. I guess he did. He live with you, or you guys just were? He was in the same area. I can't even remember now. Yeah, he didn't live. He didn't live with me directly, but we were in the same area. We were working in the same shop. Gotcha. What shop was this? That it was. It's called PCI, which is Persitza Custom uh, Incorporated, and it, and next to that was Cook Custom Chopper. So Dave Cook um in milwaukee downtown it was a really awesome time in 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 my young life you know learning the ropes from um two individuals john persitza and dave cook who had just awesome abilities and 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 visions and and just did some really really fun shit they john had a the company that he owns is like a it's like a custom design firm which is he, he just has this wild mind of creating this fun shit. So you walk into his, his offices and it's just like a kind of a wonderland of, of unique shapes and, and fun levels. And, and I don't know, it's really, really awesome. So it wasn't necessarily you know, just motorcycles or was it no, motorcycles no. at all? Well, so the way that Dave Cook and, and John Persista came together, they were, John had saw Dave 
at a bike show in Milwaukee and saw one of his bikes. And if you Google Dave Cook, his bikes are fucking bananas. Um, so he, John is, has always been into motorcycles and really took a, a liking to what Dave was doing. They're in the same town and, and, you know, they, they ended up, ended, ended up being in business together and John helped Dave, um, kind of further his motorcycle career along. Um, and they, they, he housed him in this, he's got a rad complex in Milwaukee. It's, it's like surrounded by neighborhoods and the river and it's buried in, in, in the middle of the city and it's kind of sprawling and it's like a little urban oasis. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he's just stayed put the whole time as it's developed yep. around him. Yep. Yep. That's cool. So, yeah. I mean, uh, so Dave Cook, John Prescito. Prescitza. Prescitza. Now, Prescitza, yep. I mean, what is he doing? Like uh, engineering stuff or like residential design? Um, commercial residential design and fabrication. Okay. So he'd, he'd create it in the computer and, and on the paper and then bring it to life in his shop. Gotcha. Like crazy metal bar designs or yeah. uh, doorways. Yep. Yeah. All that, all everything, it, it, anything under the sun that, that somebody could one, you had to make the money work and, and you had to dream it up. Right. Like yeah. John, John is very good at being a, a uh, he he was very good at making really unique stuff at a, at a pretty reasonable price for for what was going on and what we were doing for people. Yeah, well, that's cool to be a part of and just you know putting art out there in everyday yeah. places. Yeah, you know, I and I I didn't realize at the time what was going on, but I I was basically his right hand, and I was the one in the shop. Um, managing and creating and fabricating and installing all this stuff. Um, you know, he's kind of, it was a, a little bit of a mentorship and kind of led, led, led me to where I am today. He, you know, I, I would, I owe John, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, like, I would say that he gave me a lot of a chance to be as successful as I am and, and gave me the opportunity to see an entrepreneur work and, and learn from him. Yeah, it's got to be really uh, helpful and insightful to see such, you know, whatever wild design may be, go from just an idea to finishing a project. Like, that's got to make you see that almost anything is possible, right? Yeah, yeah. And then everything in between, you know, yeah. from making sure the making sure the argon's full and the, the floors are swept and the bills are paid and the, you know, it's it's on and on. You know, I, I had a big hand in, in, in really doing all that stuff and... Um, Oh, it's pretty pretty cool to think back on it, and and you know the foundation that was built when I when I moved to Milwaukee was um, was is pretty stellar. So you you didn't grow up in Milwaukee? No, I've I've been in Milwaukee for seventeen or eighteen years now. I think I uh, moved up for a job and a lady. Job and a lady. You still got the lady? Uh, still got the lady. A couple kids. Uh, job has 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 since moved on but i'm you know i'm basically in a similar position than than i was i just owned the company instead of working for someone nice was, I, I guess that job wasn't was it was it with john or was it with somebody yeah. else it was yeah it was it was with john I, I worked with john for about eight years and then we mutually came to the point where you know he realized that i was ready to kind of jump off and do things my in on my own and he so i i made a transition where I, instead of working for him, I was renting from him. So I, 
I was renting space in his shop um, to run my own business. And then I, I get, I got to a point where I was being asked to build things that I couldn't physically do in the space that I was in just because of um, size constraints. So after, after two or three of those requests, knowing that I could do the work, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something different. So I, you know, using my connections within Milwaukee that I gained through John, um, I ended up in a, in a big old building um, not far from the old shop and just continued, continued moving forward. That's awesome. I'm, mm-hmm. I hopefully he was like stoked to see, you know, somebody that worked underneath him go out and spread their wings like that. Yeah, I, I think, I think he was and is, I, I, I see John, I talked to him. Um, I, I, I kind of hit him up when I'm, when I'm in, in situations where I need his help when it comes to design work. You know, I try, I try not to burn bridges and, and, you know, I, I, I want to leave situations like that in the best condition that I can, because it, I've, I've learned that it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, um, in this world and, and you're going to get a lot further Absolutely. if you look that way. So were yeah. you riding bikes when you moved to Milwaukee? Did you already have a love for Harley at that point? Absolutely. I, I was raised in a, and literally raised in a, in an aftermarket motorcycle shop from, I was born in Round Lake, Illinois, where my dad had uh, a shop at the house. So, you know, in diapers, crawling on choppers, you know, it's been in my blood and <laughs> in, in my life for, for my, you know, forever. Oh, that's awesome. What kind of stuff did he do? He still does to this day. He's, he's a, let's call him service and motor and transmission so he builds all my motors and transmissions he he does um you know he'll he'll build the whole bike not any kind of fab stuff but like you know he'll do light restorations or you know his bread and butter is really oil changes tires um and and just maintenance work on on uh on bikes and he he since moved into a, a little bit of a smaller shop he's getting older in age and and you know kind of downsized and um, he works for me one day a week up in, up in Milwaukee. So it's nice to, to have, have help up here, um, you know, and kind of come for, full circle. When I, when I graduated college, I ended up working for him for, for years and, you know, when I had to get out of the family nest and it's nice to see him come back and, and, you know, work together a little bit. Well, that's a hell of a team family or a yeah. father son duo got a motor builder <laughs> and then a fabricator. You guys can do anything. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've been really fortunate that way. And, 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 um, I, you know, count my, my blessings and my lucky stars knowing that I have him in my back pocket. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well now, so Jay, is it JR cycle products or is it junior cycle products? <laughs> doesn't matter either one, you know, I, I based it off of, I'm, my dad's name is Warren. So I've, I've been JR or junior, um, my whole life. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't ever, I wasn't sure about that, but I did see that you were a junior, but I just heard, heard it referred to as JR Cycle Products. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, if I were to say it, I'd say JR's. Gotcha. That's how my dad refers to me as, you know, when he, when he, when he references me, it's JR's instead of junior. Sometimes it's junior, but I think JR's is a, is more prevalent. Gotcha. Well, I came by your shop, uh, I think in 18 or 19, Jeremy brought me over. Uh, sure. You weren't there, but there was a bunch of race bikes. That's what I remember most was just seeing like tank shift race bikes. Yeah, I've got heavy into WRs there for for a while. Still, 
still race, um, but I don't have the WR stuff um, as much. I, I, um, we, we kind of, I've, we kind of went through that and, and sold all those off, and and now I've still, I just have my one um, tank shift brakeless WR that that we we run in District 16. District 16, that's like a circuit. Yeah, it's our it's our local flat track um, circuit. Wow. Yeah, we don't have any really flat track circuits down here. That's a bummer, man. It's a it's a lot of fun. I you know, I I was introduced to racing through a um a program called Build Moto in Milwaukee. I was a mentor for high school students building motorcycles. Wow. And like it culminated at Road America on a road race track. So, you know, I got to race I got to, I, I got to road race bikes and then as as you get into the the racing scene you start realizing that there's a lot of other uh, styles and, and ways that you can go about riding and i know the first thing i did was because i was so close to harley davidson i built a I, I built a a hand shift road race bike for asphalt um did that in arma for a while and then came across flat track when i met scott wow and the rest is history i converted that bike to to flat track and and didn't look back it's it's a little bit more of my speed and and um you know a way easier to to enter it's a lot more family orientated um since i have a couple kids it you know and, and trying to trying to make life easy on us and still have fun it, you look for sports and things that you can do together absolutely so go, let's go back to the uh the mentorship so you were mentoring a kid at the the local high school we did it at my shop. It was a super unique program. It's still in existence. It's growing, and 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 they we they'll be at Mama Tried this year. We we try to we try to promote them as much as we can. But it 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 was kind of the brain brainchild of my buddy Tim Dixon from the Iron Horse Hotel. He he saw that that schools were starting to axe all of the shop classes, woods and metals and welding, and and was really frustrated by that and and saw saw a, a need to be that needed to be filled and brought together a bunch of folks that he knew in the motorcycling world in Milwaukee and and brought this to the table and and it, it basically turned into four or five groups or teams some were housed at high school some were housed at shops mine was at my shop we worked with we were partnered up with either a school or a, a local organization in in town I was partnering up with the racing rebels or, or the running rebels um, and Eric Weaver, their uh, inner city youth group that pl- has a safe place for kids to go after school. So an after school club in the city. Yeah. So we, we'd, we'd have like five or six kids come over uh, one day a week. And when back in the day we were doing, we were building CB 160 race bikes. So little bitty, little bitty race bikes. Um, so we, you know, they, I just, I just basically treat them as an employee and, and, and mentor them and bring them to the shop where they can get their hands dirty and learn how to, you know, time management, um, confidence. You got to be able to talk and think and, 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 um, see something from beginning to end is, is the way I put it. And it's a lot of fun. And it really shaped the, the early years of, 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 uh, of motorcycling for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's always good, and, you know, I think we have a responsibility to give back and share that information and to do it with some kids that would otherwise not really have that opportunity. It's got to be special. Exactly. I mean, and what better way to, to get somebody, get a kid interested in something and put a motorcycle in front of them? 
Absolutely. I mean, and then the uh, I, I assume there was like some kind of comp competitive aspect if you're if you're racing these vehicles. So to like, yeah, yeah, they, you know, that, that's one thing that I know brings a team together is, you know, like a common goal is, you know, not only just putting a bike together, but, you know, trying to make it fast and be better than the other team, you know? <laughs> yeah, there, there were checkpoints and goals and you had to meet them all, right? There's the horsepower challenge, there's the design challenge, there's the crowd participation, which we always, we always went for. Yeah. Um, what, how'd you do that? Well, you know, we, so being in a custom shop already that we had the ability to, to go a little bit over and above what some of the other teams could do it had a, a little bit of an advantage. Um, and we had an in-house in-house paint guy, Kendall, uh, Lutchman that worked for me for years. And he, you know, we, we do some wild fabrication stuff and make these bikes look sexy and cool and and then paint them up and put them in front of people and 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 they loved them you know we we added a little bit of a a kind of a chopper chopper side to the race bike thing and kind of morphed them together and um it went over pretty well i mean that's one thing that i've enjoyed a lot about the little racing i've done the past few years is you know building the bikes you know it's like you know customize i mean i feel like race bikes are like the some of the ultimate custom bikes because you know they are custom there's a bunch of one-off stuff uh designed for function and speed while at the same time you know like i like things to look sexy and cool like you were just talking about so yeah there's uh, nothing cooler than a than a flathead uh 45 or wr in flat track trim like there's i got chills thinking about it you know that that's a that's a sexy bike i mean that's what i remember going to your shop was uh, i mean it seemed like they were just leaning on everything and and in, in your <laughs> shop it was like so I, i'm assume that whole space was yours there was bikes leaning on everything uh but there were crates and pallets of of it looked like non-motorcycle related stuff. So what do you, what, what's the rest of that space used for? Well, so it's, 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 it's called, it's the old Milwaukee Leadworks building. It's massive. It's the size of a city block. Um, we, we, how I have my shop in about 5,000 square foot in the back of it, but the rest of it is used for, um, John Cole industries is a company in town, which my buddy's dad owns and how I, how I ended up in the space because I knew John, John Persitza introduced me to the folks at Jonko. Um, they, they do all sorts of stuff. Like they're working for DuPont filling, um, filling ink cartridges or they're doing John Deere, um, uh, powder, like, uh, it's like a slick powder that they put in the, the, the seed feeders. And, um, then they'll house, um, stuff for Lysol and, and fill like they, it's just kind of like this, ever-changing and, and, and um, functional spot that they use as overflow. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, I, so your main gig is welding and fabrication. Now, you yeah, still yeah. Building, so I, you I, still building like, like you were with John, or is it just strictly bikes? No, it, man, I, like, so be, being, being brought up in a, in a bike shop and growing up that way and, seeing how my dad operated and, and how he, how he thought about motorcycles by the time I was of age to start riding, he was just done, right? Like he made his yeah. hobby, his job. So 
he he never really rode. You know, he always. He, I mean, he rode every single day because he had to, um, not because he wanted to. So the way I structured my business is motorcycles are are second or third. Um, gotcha. They're still a big part of what I do, and they 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 bring the glitz and the glamour, and everybody loves to look at choppers, right? So. I, I, I try to use them as, as, you know, try to stay relevant in the motorcycle world. Um, I'm, I always have a bike on the lift or, you know, three or four deep in my brain that I need to get out. Um, but my main, my main business is welding and fabrication. So I have JR's fabrication and welding as well. And JR's cycle products is housed in that business. Um, in probably the only carpeted bike shop in, in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> I do not remember the carpet. <laughs> well, it don't look like carpet no more, but, um, you know, it, it, it's carpeted, padded and nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll build railings and we work for restaurant tours or engineers, general contractors, bricklayers, masons, on and on. Uh, we, we, we specialize in, in smaller, um, you know, kind of quick hit jobs that were in and out. I have a small crew. There's me and two other guys. Um, I have one service truck, so we'll do we'll do installs and mobile welding and repairs. And I just kind of I I fit into a space that is forgotten by the large companies, and um, I can do I can do a majority of what those large companies can do, um, just at a faster, smaller, cheaper rate. Um, so I, and I don't advertise or do anything like that. I, I, it's all word of mouth. So I'm, I, you know, I answer my phone, I, I hit my deadlines, I hit my budgets and, and that helps me just keep business coming in. Yeah. absolutely. And then it also allows me to buy motorcycle parts and build motorcycles on company time. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I saw the the rigs at Sturgis, one of your trucks, I was like, that is a hell of a chopper rig right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it does do double duty. You know, it, you know, we gotta, we gotta use it for chopper shit. We will. We uh, call it the war wagon. Uh, the war wagon. That's awesome. Well, another time your name has come up is, uh, who was it? Oh, the fucking Hanks, Jeremiah and Nick. Uh, they oh, both yeah. had stories about, Riding cross country and meeting up with you planned or unplanned. I don't remember specifically, uh, but you've rode across the country a couple times. Yeah, we, we had a stretch there. We, we were, we were ripping the born free a bunch, yeah. um, you know, like two, three, four, five, something like that. And the first trip was, was with the Haints. Nice. Um, yeah, that was, that was an experience, man. And that, that's another part of, part of made me who I am is being able to get on a motorcycle and, and ride across country, you know, and, and be out in the elements and, and have to rely on the road and, and have to use your skills to be able to converse and, you know, and, and use your brain and stay calm when you get into a spot or I don't know, man, it's, it's like, if, if I were to put, put like any emphasis on who I am today is, is why I ended up the way I am is motorcycle trips and, it's it's pretty fucking special to me and i i really miss it and um i get out i get out a little bit more than i used to when i had when i had the kids but um i think i think as i as my kids get older i'm gonna start doing that more and get back to it and bring my kids with me and you know but it it's definitely a, a pretty special part of my life yeah i've been looking forward to 
taking my kids on a road trip like that is going to be sweet. Uh, are your kids yeah. riding? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, my, my nine-year-old Max just won his first, uh, 50 CC class flat track race this year, which made dad proud. Nice. Um, I honestly, I probably ride more miles in my yard with my kids than I do on the street these days. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, they, and, and I have a three-year-old Hank, he, he's not quite riding two wheels yet. Um, but he's got a little battery four wheeler that he just, he just rips around the yard in. And this year we're going to, we're getting him a, a Stasic for Christmas. So I think that's going to start his two wheel career. And, and, um, you know, him, him and Max, they, they really do. They ride a lot, you know, from snowmobiles to four wheelers and dirt bikes and whatever they can get their hands on. Like I would trust Max in my, in my pickup truck at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, you know, that's a big part of her life is, is motorized vehicles. Yeah. I keep pushing my kid to take off in my truck. He's just <laughs> like, dude, dad, I can't do that. I'm like, yes, you can, man. Have your brother lay on the ground, tell him to give it gas or brake and you control Drive the steering around. wheel and it'll be fine. Yeah, man. That's, you know, that's, that's a little bit of the, a little bit of the cowboy way. And, and, and the way that I was, I was raised up, you know, it's, we're, we're, we kind of live in a world where it's, it's everybody's got to got to be a little bit more careful, which is understandable. I I understand I understand that. It's just you know when you get an opportunity to give a little bit of freedom to your kid, that that is going to pay dividends um, d- down the down the road for that kid and 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 for the family and you know the, the it's just it's needed Absolutely. in my in my world. Yeah, we uh we're blessed with some property out here, and my kids. You know, it, it took him a minute before, you know, I would say, hey, you guys, you, you can go to the back tank without me. Like, you don't, you know. Yeah. I was a little sooner than my wife was okay with, you know, sending them back. Of here. course. But now they're just like, you know, they're on the back fence line. And, and now that they've been really venturing off for hours at a time, of course, that's when we start seeing mountain lions. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to say you guys can't go back there. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck, you know? Yeah. Why did yeah, that, why, those things just happen to come up at the same time? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, life throwing you a curveball, man. You just got to figure out how to, how to navigate and, and, um, and work with it. Um, yeah. I'm just assuming that those cats are well fed because there is plenty of <laughs> shit to eat, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, my kids—they uh, do not want to get into my kids. You know, they'll have—they'll be in a stranglehold. Uh, the kids. Oh yeah, my kids do a lot of jujitsu, so you know I'm not. So they're too, so they're, they're prepared. I, you know, a cat's a little different, but I keep telling them that you know they treat that cat just like those kids at class. They're going to be fine. <laughs> Poke them in the eye. I mean, I feel like you know confidence is key in a situation like that. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you curl up and, and get into a fetal. It might, it might, uh, that might not fare well. I mean, you. that actually might be the best move with a cat. I, I really don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten in a fight with my little house cat, and it's fucking. You know, that's a situation. Oh man, they're so they're so fast. Yeah, they had they're there's on they're on like eight moves before you even thought about one. Oh, dude, the first time I saw the the mountain lion, I was on my dirt bike just putting around a cow trail in the back and 
There was like one section where there's a couple of curves, and I see what I assume is just a deer out of the corner of my eye. And I don't even yeah. like, look. I just, you know, oh, there's a deer over there. And when I finally get to a point where I can turn my head and look, this cat had already taken off running. And it was, it, it was moving so fucking fast through, like, dense, thick shrubs and brush and trees. I just couldn't. It, it just shocked me. I was just like, oh, my fucking word. It's like its body was a slinky and just, like, weaving through all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, ingrained in my head. It was, like, you know, a foot and a half off the ground. The front paws are stretched out forward, back, back. And it's, I mean, it looked like it was six, eight foot long, just a lightning bolt. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, they're they're made for one thing, man. (laughs) That's right. And there is, we are the only predators they have. And, you know, I'm definitely not hunting them. Uh, Yeah. But fucking wild. Yeah. Still a chance to see, man. Like, not many people get to see that in the, you know, in their glory. No, did you hear... uh, there was like a, oh, I can't think of his name, but there was a mountain lion out in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, no, I didn't hear that. That had been, it's been spotted for years. It's had a collar on it. They've been tracking it for a while. And they, uh-huh. just, they just had to put it down, I think, at the end of November because they somebody found it and got hit by a car. Oh, uh, man. But, yeah, I mean, those cats are everywhere. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think people in this, I mean, I know that they don't have any idea how many there are or that they're even around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in Wisconsin too. You know, they're, they're, they, they are everywhere and, 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 and are there. And it's crazy that they, that, you know, as populated as the world is getting that they're not seen as much as they, they, they should be. And, and, you know, it kind of hats off to them. They, they have the ability to, to, you know, stealth around and, and not be not be messed with and, and adapt and it is a bummer though when you know when you get one that that gets hit by a car or gets taken down by somebody that's just scared of it and can't figure out how to how to live with it you know? yeah and that is that is a fear we have we got a bunch of new neighbors and if they were to mm-hmm. if they were to see even a bobcat you know they're gonna be making phone calls then somebody's gonna have to come out here and do something or at least act like they're doing something. I mean, yeah, but you know, hopefully yeah, move to the, spotted. move to the right, move to the country and expect everything to be, you know, like the city. It makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that that's what they're thinking. You know, they got their little fenced in yard and anyways, need the green, need the green grass. <laughs> well, so we were talking about it being cold. Do you do any ice racing? Is your, your kids do any ice racing or riding? That's something yeah, that just fascinates the shit out of me is riding bikes on ice. Have you done it? I mean, our pond froze over during the great snowpocalypse of 20, was it 19? And I attempted to ride my Yamaha across the pond. And <laughs> uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. Um, listen, the, um, okay. So it doesn't make sense, but the most traction you will ever experience will be ice racing with studs with studs. Yeah. The, the, it's like Velcro. I mean, I've seen the pictures. It's those motherfuckers are laying over on those turns. So it's so cool, man. It, It is so much fun. And and makes you so much of a better rider because of the confidence that you can you can put in that bike, 
<laughs> so wild. It's, it's so cool. We we have um we made buddies with a local brain surgeon um slash motorcycle entrepreneur or i'm sorry motorcycle enthusiast wade mueller he he's been to the show a bunch and brings bikes he's just a local rad dude that um is i would say philanthropist and he's got a thousand acres up west of the northwest of the northwest of the city and he's got a little flowage on the river that that kind of dumps into this area where freezes into kind of a swamp and it creates this really nice little um th- um shallow portion where we can ride on ice and it's little bikes only so it's xr 100s um xr 200s little cb cr 50s um and just have a blast i mean you know how little bikes are yeah and and, and able to give you a good time but put it put them on ice with a and there's 10 12 of us out there with so you're talking about like it's almost like a like a single track situation where you're like going through trees and it's not just like a wide open pond. No, it's, 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 it's imagine a swamp that had a bunch of tall grass where the, the grass is knocked down and you create like a, a road race track through it. Oh yeah. So That's... there's no, there's no trees, but okay. you have a width, you have like a probably 10 foot wide path that you can just, just haul ass through and, and, and race right like so there's there's eight ten of these little bikes with grown adults on them just <laughs> having the time of their lives oh. you know feeling like you're doing 120 miles an hour on ice when really you're only doing about 40 um and then you know being able to to throw them down in the corners and i don't know it's just it's magical that sounds amazing it's so good that sounds amazing you do any ice Bring fishing the, i used to when i was younger i haven't I haven't got back into it. Um, I think that might be something that I could do with the kids. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had a lot of fun doing it. And I don't know, I, I, I kind of miss it, but I just haven't got back into it in a while. I would like to do that as well. Is <clears throat> like like grumpy old men style with the fucking, yep. you know, with the cabin and the chairs and the hole in the ice. <laughs> I yeah, would just we, like to see one of those little villages on a, a lake. I would like to just go see that and the people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a place in Minnesota that we used to go called Lake Malax. It's a just, just giant lake, and you know they have their cabins everywhere. You can rent them. You can ride, drive your car out onto the ice, which is scary as fuck. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty pretty cool, a special thing that that definitely is is worthwhile seeing and being a part of. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a video the other day. These guys, they cut out a big circle in the ice. Have you seen this? Yeah. They put like a two-stroke yeah. motor on there and had it spinning around like a carousel or something. Dude, the the ability to do that is crazy. Imagine you have to have, and that that circle was probably like forty foot in there diameter. There's a big one, yeah. Like, how do you get a perfect circle to to in the ice like that? Well, you put a, a stake in the middle and you run a string around the outside. But then you you like you you tie your string to your your chainsaw well you'd put a paint a line in this in the ice right yeah and then you run your chainsaw down the the line yeah okay i'm gonna try it (laughs) that's awesome please do (laughs) i just i don't know i mean i guess i would trust the ice if there was a fucking village out there with trucks and everything but driving a vehicle on ice just oh man 
That's a lot. Yeah, man, the nerves come out. You, you know, you feel it in your gut when you, when you first pull out, you know, it doesn't make sense. Why am I doing this? But it's okay. You know, there's, they've been doing it for years. And, and um, if you're smart and you stick with the group, everything will be fine. You start venturing out and, you know, being a dumbass, you know, yeah, things happen. We've had a couple of bikes go through the ice and, and, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. It just, you got to be careful and you got to know, know the water and know the ice and uh, know where the flows are and just stay away from them. You've had bikes go through the ice. Not personally, but, but Scott has, um, you know, it, it, you, you get into these ponds where they're somewhat questionable to begin with, you know, where the ice is, but like I said, if you start getting out where people aren't or where water's moving, it gets thin. And, um, our buddy Matt Sen was, was riding Scott's bike, and a little bit new to riding and, and laid it down and slid out into a, into a, a thin spot and went in. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Did, so did the bike I'll, just I'll, go, I'll, did the bike go down? I mean, was the bike saved or it went all, it went down. Um, but they ended up, they ended up getting it out, you know, I had to, it, um, I think the, like the front wheel of the handlebar was stuck on the ice and they, had to get a John vote out and try to try to figure it out. And if you ever, if you've ever messed with ice before, it's, it's really difficult. It just keeps breaking. You know, you get the bike to the top of the ice and you can't pull it up because you got to pull against the ice at like a 90 degree angle to oh, get it yeah. out. Like it's just a fucking nightmare and it's <laughs> cold and you know, it's just not, not a good situation. You don't want to be in that. No, it sounds like a terrible, what kind of bike was it? I was like, uh, I think it was a, crf 250 like four stroke dirt bike gotcha yeah i've seen videos of the guys what is it like the ice dozen or something where they're riding the harleys out there and i'm like fuck those are heavy bikes on some ice man yeah i put flat track tires on my on my flathead one time and um it goes they go okay i think the next time i do it i'm definitely putting a 21 instead of a 19 there was there was just too much mass up front which was which was like causing the front wheel to snowplow. You know, we wouldn't want to turn real well. Gotcha. Um, you just had to really, really muscle it. And I think if you put a pizza cutter up front, um, I think it would. I think it would get through a lot, a lot better, a lot easier. Now, when's the last time you guys were able to do like legit ice racing during the Mama Tried weekend? Because I know you guys have Man, done it, right? It's been years, dude. I honestly, I think it's probably been. I mean, it was probably year two or three. Really? Um, yeah, there's been, there's been unorganized stuff. I mean, really all of all the stuff we've done has been unorganized. It's, we haven't actually had a real race. Um, but the ice has been, ice has been so bad and inconsistent the last five years that it's makes it difficult. You got to go North to get into anything that, that is consistent and rideable in, in what seems like February now, but, uh, maybe we'll have a different year this year. Um, it's pretty special when, when you can ride McKinley Marina, which is downtown on Lake Michigan in the, in the Marina on one side is open Lake Michigan. You turn the corner, it's a frozen, a frozen, um, you know, inlet into the Marina and turn around it's the skyline of Milwaukee. It's, it's pretty, it's something special. No, that first year I went, they did, you know, there wasn't like any kind of sanctioned racing. But they did yeah. get out and ride, and it was it was just it was too cool. I mean, I was fucking freezing the whole time, but 
just to <laughs> actually see it in person it was it it was really cool yeah yeah it's magical man when you have when you when you when you're not used to cold and and um you're not it's not something that's on your radar and you get out there and it's so foreign and it's, it's like you're on another planet you know yeah I could, it's like I you're doing something illegal yeah, for real i mean it would be amazing to like just get out and you know just ride around i mean it was cool to see him ripping around in circles and turning but just to like explore places i mean i always like invent like where i ride in the mountains in new mexico you know there's a lot of places you can't go on a dirt bike because of the, mm-hmm. the forest but the snowmobiles in the winter they pretty much have open rain because they're not really tearing up the land and they just get to go wherever yeah yeah uh, do you do you have sleds up there no no i i'm afraid that that will happen in the future you know yeah dude do as, it as we, as i just bought I my first sled yeah yeah what, what'd like, you get I, I got a 15 polaris something 550 um and it you know max and i ride it max rides it great you know and we're, we're going we're actually taking the kids up to tomahawk for christmas for the week and we're gonna we're gonna ride the trails out there and um we have we actually have a trail right right behind our house um granted we probably only get the ride on it like three days a year because of it has to to, you have to have the ground frozen you got to have seven inches of snow and blah 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 because it goes through everybody's everybody's yards and and farm fields well that might happen Um, this week I think I think we might have a chance to have them open, although we're going to be gone the whole time that uh, <laughs> that it's open. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I would like to do. I, I rode some sleds years ago, and I I would like to do that again. Yeah, man. If you know you you're a motorhead and your kids are too, it's it's just a transition you make when when there's snow on the ground. And if you have the ability to to go and venture off like like you do in New Mexico, man, that's a, that's some special stuff. Yeah. Not a lot of, not a lot of folks get to do that. And, and, you know, that's, that's like, it's like taking a chopper trip. You know, you go back into the con- deep, con- deep back country, you're, you're on your own and yeah. you, you know, you figure it out. And yeah, all the, whenever I look at sleds, of course, I'm looking for the deals, you know, 15, 20 year old sleds. I'm like, oh, this is what I want to take out into the back country where there's just no help and lots of snow. Listen, just buy, just buy a, you can get a decent sled. I've been looking because I want to add a second one, a used sled. I'm looking for deals too, but yeah. you can get a good sled for anywhere from three to 4,500 bucks. It'll have start starter and reverse and, um, you know, a great long track. Like you there, the sleds are, the, the technology has come so far. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's for the, for the amount of fun you'll have, you know, three grand, four grand, isn't that big a deal. Yeah. Well, do you guys got like ski mountains up there? Is there any skiing that happens? Yeah. Kind of, sort of, you know, we got to make our snow, um, and they're small. Uh, you, there's some good, there's some decent stuff up north in the UP, um, but you know we have a my my son Max has a, a pass for the local mountain, which is about 20 minutes from us, 25 minutes, and you know it's good enough if it's good enough to have fun for for Friday night or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, but nothing nothing special. Definitely not Colorado. No, that yeah, Colorado's pretty special. Yeah, super special. Well, so let's go to Mama Tried. You guys, you said this is the ninth year? 
nine years, eight shows. Uh, you know, COVID fucked us up on one of them years. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was there. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I thought I still had a great weekend. Oh, uh, that we tried. You know, we really, we really pushed the envelope there. Um, whether it was smart or not, everybody was in town, and and we couldn't have a show, so we spread out and and had a bunch of fun through Milwaukee. No, it was great. I mean, the, you know what makes those things is the people, and you yeah, know, the, there were still people that showed up, and it was. I had a great time. Yeah, well, don't tell anybody our secret, but you know, motorcycles are what lure everyone in, but the people are what keep them coming back. You know, it's, <laughs> well, I mean, that's. I, I mean, when so back to when I first heard about Mama Tried, I'm up there in November just thinking, oh, this is fucking miserable on a motorcycle. And then the guy's like, yeah, we have a motorcycle show in February. I'm like, what <laughs> in the fuck? <laughs> exactly. I mean, whose who's idea was this? Scott. Scott. Scott came. Okay, so not the winter thing, but Mama Tried was Scott's idea originally. He had... He had some history with Rocker Box, which is a, a, a street festival in Milwaukee that was really successful and kind of ran its course and was looking for something else to do. And Scott and I just started our friendship and he kept pitching, you know, let's do this motorcycle show. I'm like, fuck you, dude. This, I, that's the last thing I want to do. It's fucking stupid. You know, I've, I was jaded being in being in the motorcycle industry my whole life and like trying to move mountains with building choppers and going to shows in Illinois and going to Chicago. just like, I was just tired of it, you know? And I just, I just wanted to ride and have fun and build choppers. And, um, you know, we finally, finally was able, we were, he, he harped on me forever, man. Like it, it took a bit and, you know, we, we finally got drunk one night and came to an agreement and made it happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the winter thing was, was because there's nothing going on, right? Like, it's the worst time of year in Milwaukee because you're like, okay, like, winter's almost over. I'm kind of done with it. Can it just warm up and and can we just move on? You know, yeah. you just kind of get frustrated towards the end of winter and cabin fever and, and um, after the holidays and blah, blah, blah. And uh, we just saw an opportunity that – that we could have a lot of fun. We could control the environment a little bit more. Um, if you know anything about Milwaukee in the summer, uh, festivals are a thing. And man, there are lots of them. So, so if you're trying to if you're trying to get people to show up to an event, you you know you're going to be hard pressed to 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 do anything or get something moving right out the gate. Yeah, find a weekend yeah, so. that's available, or yeah, you're just competing with other things. and but like we were we were ice riding at the time and we're like man we could bring everybody in and put them on the ice and this that and the other and i don't know it just it just seemed to work out and you know we got lucky and and, and rest is history i guess well it's pretty sweet i mean i compare it to like you know one of the great things about daytona is uh you know it's at the beginning of the season and it's yeah. like everybody's been working on their winter projects you know, down south, we've been able to ride a little bit. But up north, you know, people, they get to truck their their bikes down and get to ride for the weekend. Well, you know, Mama Tried, like, captures the tail end of winter where everybody's been working on their shit all winter. And they, you know, they got a place to go show it off. And 
it's it goes back to the thing with the people, you know, like just bringing everybody together and, you know, the motorcycles lure them in, but it's really just hanging out with the people. And uh, yeah, man, you guys have done a great job of, of getting the right people there, which makes it all. Yeah, we, we really, we really put emphasis on, on people, right? Like we, Scott and I meet a lot of folks through the year and, and, you know, they, we end up making friends or, or meeting folks through people that we've already had at the show. And it just becomes a big extended family party for the weekend and a family party that I want to go to, not, not the family party where you're like, damn it, I don't want to sit through this again. Um, and it, it makes it really special and it, and it's, it's, it's kids and adults and women and men and, you know, um, just all kinds of, of, of folks that, that really make a, a melting pot of, of some special shit, you know, it's handshakes and smiles and hugs and, and stories and, you know, breakfast in the morning with big hangovers, but lots of smiles talking about how fun last <laughs> night was. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of how Milwaukee is and how we are. And we, we want to share that with folks and yeah, we could, we could go out and invite the biggest names and, and, um, you know, have a lot of maybe commercial success there with, with getting out with all these, like we'll call them influencers and whatnot. And that's all fine and dandy, but in the, in the long run, it, it's, it's more special to us to have a, a, a real wholesome, good time and make, make real memories, not, not some fake bullshit that that is kind of a, a fly to light and 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 quick hitting. We wanna we wanna we wanna do this for a long time and and um I think that's the way to go about it. Whether we whether we you know take a hit up front because we're not in as many eyeballs or in front of everybody as 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 we should be. Um, but you know that's kind of how Scott and I are. We we don't want to be in the limelight of everything. We want we want to kind of weave in and, and be able to experience and have fun the way that everybody else does and the way that we want to. Yeah. Well, you've, I think you guys have done a great job of uh, having quite a di- diverse collection of bikes each year, you know, like it's, yeah. you've got every, almost every make, it seems like different styles, whether it's choppers or race bikes or some, you know, what do you call them? The stock bikes, uh, refurbished or uh you know yeah yeah restoration restorations yeah i mean it seems like you guys have done everything was that like a plan from the get-go or did it morph into that i mean what was how has it changed over the years scott and i are different people man like we i'm a chopper kid when i like my first bike was a uh, chopper right like so that's where i was i was you know pigeonholed into this spot uh, you know by my own doing and i met scott and he he could give a fuck about choppers he'd been doing some race bike stuff he just has bought his but just bought his first harley but you know he's into cafe bikes and and racing and and um hondas and bmws and had a really really diverse background and i didn't you know and and we came together and i influenced him he influenced me and i'm like shit that's the premise of the show right there that's yeah, because he opened, yeah. he opened my eyes to like, man, there's so many opportunities to do fun shit on motorcycles, um, and and not just stay in in one lane, um, and that was really appealing to me. And once I started racing, and I I just I I think I appreciated motorcycles a, a whole bunch more um, for what they are and what the abilities that they have outside of just riding, right? Like creating memories and and meeting folks and getting into 
into friend groups that that you wouldn't normally have been you know thrust into but because of that motorcycle you are and and you know creating life experiences and when we when we when we made mama tried we're like let's just mix them all up we don't want the high school dance scenario where you know the chopper kids are on one side and the stock guys are on the other side and the you know the stunners are on one side we want everybody to to be inspired so the guy that brings a stock harley one year hangs out with the chopper kid he's got a chopper next year and the kid's got a stock harley or race bike or whatever you know there's so many scenarios in there that 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 are possible and that that's what creates the the real special uh special special part about what mom tried is and how it operates yeah i I really love it i mean i've yeah, I've been a fan of all motorcycles. I kind of got pigeonholed into the chopper thing just because, well, I mean, for a while I could only afford one bike, and it was, it was just that. But uh, it's it's really cool to see shows like yours, and, like, the one show does a really good job of just bringing it all together. And, you know, I think it's great to have all those people in, from different areas. And uh, the inspiration is it's it's a tour and his team really kick ass out there yeah they really do and i you know and they're doing it kind of similar at the the tennessee motorcycle music revival where you know now they've got trail riding they've got bill dodge's custom bike show they've got the you know the bat they, they just got it all and yeah. it's I, I love seeing that happen in other places and i know that you guys are influencing a lot of that um, yeah the uh it's really important man that we were we were talking with Brianne Poland from Royal Enfield on our on the on our podcast last night, and she made a really good point of, you know, the 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 days of OEMs wanting to have everything to themselves are is over, right? We're we're entering into a um a, a part or like a, a new age of motorcycling where where it everybody's going to want to jump on all the brands, so it's we need to we need to work together and in, in, in order to to create this symbiotic nature within the motorcycle industry that's going to pay dividends down the road, right? Like inclusivity rather than exclusivity um, and just open up, open up the, the open up their minds and, 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 you know, try to try to get everybody on motorcycles, right? Like they're they're Like you go to different countries and you really realize how important motorcycles are to say somebody in, in Indonesia or, or India, yeah, um, and for totally different reasons too. You know, totally, totally, di- totally different reasons, and and you know that 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 could be a, a thing, you know, in the states, and and I think I think everybody would be happier and <laughs> and benefit from being on motorcycles more often. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you brought up Royal Enfield again, and I was thinking about them earlier when you were talking about your your mentor program that you did years ago. Yep, and that's yep. kind of. Like what they did this past year, <clears throat> maybe they've done it two years, but with the ladies that they brought in, kind of like mentored through building a bikes and then getting them on the track and teaching them that, uh, you know, it's kind of this kind they did kind of the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. The Royal Enfield is providing build with with the platforms now to to do that. So, it you know, they're directly connected with build. And Brienne is from BTR, which is the build train race program where you know, she mentored young women um, to build race bikes and go out and race them and train them and, and, and gave them a whole package and gave them the ability to, to see it through and put them out there with professionals on professional tracks on professional bikes. And it's really cool. It's, 
it's just another way <clears throat> to it's it's a it's another way or a gateway to get folks on two wheels. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in a, in a great fashion, sexy fashion, in a way that people are gonna you know bond to and, and want want to do it and, and have the fear of missing out. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, beautiful girls will they can do lots of things. Absolutely. Um, well, and you mentioned uh, people in 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 Bali or India. Recently, you guys have gotten to take the Mama Tried show and ideas and energy around the world. I mean, how how does that feel? Like to go from, you know, not even wanting to do the show and then bringing, <laughs> you know, you and Scott like coming together and then you kind of being reinvigorated, you know, with the other <laughs> kinds of motorcycles. And now you're like sharing this love all around the world. I mean, that's pretty it's, fucking cool. It's super cool and super special and uh, pinch myself uh, often. Um, the friends we've made and the connections we we have and and it it's it's beautiful. It's and I never thought I'd be able to 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 be able to do that. And now we're we're able to reach out and you know we, people are very receptive to having us around. And we're we're not trying to we're not trying to swing our you know American dicks around per se. It's more of I want to and we want to jump into what their culture is and, and bring, bring some of that back to mom and try to enhance um, what we have going on. Right. And, and then jump over there and have them influence us and have a, have a, a mama tried ask scenario in Sao Paulo or, or Bali or, and, and, and really kind of open, open, open up to experiences that are, that are different. We, Scott and I both like to travel. So does proc and, what better way than to travel with um with a our motorcycle show and race and 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 meet new people it just makes sense for us whether it whether it it makes sense for everybody else or whether it makes any money or however that works we don't give a shit it's 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 about life experience and having fun well i mean i think you're just taking that idea of like you know opening yourself up to other things other than shoppers you're just doing that on a, a massive scale now and bringing in those other yeah. influences and, you know, learning about the other cultures. And like we talked about, you know, people in other places ride for totally different reasons. You know, it's like a, you know, not only is it a way of life, it's like the only, it's like the first viable thing or mode of transportation yeah. for a lot of people in these countries where yeah, it's, it's only feasible, you know, to do it that way. Yeah. Motorcycles are a hobby and a luxury where, where we're at, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and there it's a way of life and and um it's special and and people people understand that and they get that a little bit more or a lot more than than we do and you can see it and you can feel it and there's nothing better than than being surrounded by 150 little motorcycles at one stoplight and everybody's trying to go to the same spot right <laughs> like, it's so good it's, uh it's pretty cool well and you know and and the love for choppers like i have or you know the, the the Harley Davidson brand almost like when you meet people like that in other countries and you realize like how much more they have to like put themselves out there or go out of the way to like, you know, like in South America, the dudes I met on Harley's, you know, like it's, it is not easy to get one of those, you know, whether they've worked really hard and saved up money and bought into it, or they've just, you know, fought and clawed to get their hands on, 
you know, some neglected soft tail that somebody did away with years ago. Uh, yeah, dude, like, I've, we're we're spoiled when it comes to that. Like Harley Davidson is in my blood. I feel it's in my blood, and and uh, to be able to access what we can access um, easily is is super special. You know, we we are in a unique situation that not a lot not a lot of folks are in, and uh, don't take that. I don't take that for granted, and I hope you don't. And 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 um, it, you know, I, I look forward to keep being able to do it and 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 keep putting out choppers and cause like that's, that's a, my creative outlet. I, I, I work a lot and I, I have a lot of, a lot of, you know, irons in the fire, <clears throat> but I, I still always keep a bike on the lift. I always have a bike in my mind and I always am pushing and scraping and buying little parts here and there or a gas tank and a fender. And it's like, it's like playing, playing Barbie for adults, you know, adult men. Yeah. I saw. Um, <laughs> I saw you write that in a post. I was scrolling back yesterday. I was like, bar, playing Barbie for men is getting the yeah. bike on the ground and dressing it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we so are very fortunate. And if I ever uh, did forget that or not realize it, it's been made very clear over the past couple of years, uh, meeting other people from other places who, you know, they just it's, – we, we are very, very fortunate here in America. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you see, you see, like um, you you can equate it to to the guys in Japan, where they take it to the nth degree. And if you you know, it, it's you're basically you have another child when it comes to a motorcycle. I I feel like it's it's so difficult to one just get it in the first place, right? Because the cost and location of where these bikes are, are at, the then you have to have a place to work on it in space in Japan is, is of, of, um, you know, <laughs> it's just not an easy thing to do and yeah. they re really have to want it. And then the way that they take those bikes to just unbelievable levels is so special. It's so cool, but they, they have a commitment that, that we don't understand. No, I don't think we, no, 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 no. I don't think we could really. No, no. No, that's a that's a special, real special thing. And so, a, have you got to go to spiritual? Have you got to go to Japan? Yeah, I mean, Scott and I went to Moon Eyes probably I don't know six or seven years ago, I think. Um, and and really enjoyed our time out there. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. Another another perk of of owning a motorcycle show, you know, you you go to another place where motorcycles are and, and are are important, and you have a little bit of a name behind yourself and and you know, you just kind of get thrusted into really cool positions that, that you wouldn't, wouldn't normally get into. And it's a, it's a, another count your lucky stars scenario where, you know, we say, we say mama tried and, 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 you know, it's like, a, it's like a key to, to the, some of the coolest doors in the world. Yeah, that is cool. How did, how did that name come about? We were, Scott's a big music guy and we had the idea to, to start running through song titles so we picked, we had, we found, we Googled like the top thousand song titles. Each one of us um, separately went through that list and we're circling shit. And that one, that one was circled twice and, and made sense. <laughs> it's so good. Mm -hmm. yeah, what, what about when you and Scott and Logan were here and we were talking about, we did the podcast and we were talking about where to go to eat. And I'm like. You know, there's there were so many options. We only had one meal where I could like share 
something here with you guys. And, and then I just ended up going. It was almost like the easiest decision because it's right here on the street I live on. And we walk in the door, and that dude kicks off on the bar stool playing Mama Tried on the guitar. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, is it kismet? Is it, is it like, you know, then you start getting into spiritual beliefs and, and, and where, you know, I think it was, I think it was just the right place, the right time. And, and, um, you know, we had just, we had just finished off on a great conversation and it was an awesome cap. Right. And so it's, it, it's special, right? Like yeah. you get chills thinking about it and it happened and, and, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That was, that was really good. Yeah. I started hearing them plucked a few, few couple chords and I caught myself, like questioning is it because he was doing it live right it wasn't it wasn't like a recording and yeah i you know i i I was a little bit i was kind of i was like a little out of body like really is that is this happening right now (laughs) well i didn't even catch it i mean he had already started singing uh and you said something you know to me it was just like yeah of course there's Merle Haggard playing at the Mexican restaurant in Weatherford. You know, like, I'm like, uh, I was more curious as if we were hearing it live. You know, like, is there somebody yeah. playing this? And and you and then you made a comment about it being Mama tried. I was like, no fucking way. I just picked the right spot. You know, like, yeah, I think yeah, this is perfect. it. This is the place we were supposed to come to. <laughs> and the food was bitching. The drinks are great. I got the best the best tequila drink I've had ever. Yeah. And, uh, that place puts a lot of, uh, you know, thought and uh, energy into uh, their drinks. They, they, they. That's probably no. It, it by far is the best bar menu, you know, in the count. Yeah. Fuck, in a in a long ways. Now, right, and un- unfortunately, you're you're only about five minutes from there. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's funny. I I get to go a lot of cool places like yourself and. You know, coming home is always one of the most special parts of the trip. And uh, absolutely, man. Like, you know, you have you have a great thing going on there, and so do I. So it's, you know, I, I always I always like to say that you know I really really yearn to get out of the house and get away. And as soon as I leave, I'm like, damn, I want to go back. Yeah. You know? So that's a special thing, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that, and and uh, you know I I need to get out. There's no. There's no arguing that, but I also need to be home. Yeah. Well, it takes me a little longer than right out of the gate where I start thinking about going home, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely my favorite part of any trip. Yeah, now, for sure. Now, Jeremy didn't get to come out, uh, which was unfortunate. I fucking love that guy, dude. When I say prack for, <laughs> prack for president, I am not kidding, you know? Like, what – a great part to add to Mama Tried is Jeremy Prack and Flat Out Friday. He man, he he brings he brings a, he fills a hole. He's a great great addition to Scott and I and our team, and is perfect. You know he he's got things that both of us don't have, and 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 it's it just works well. He's he's such a special individual, and 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 I learn from him every day, and uh, hopefully he learns from Scott and I and. We can keep pushing and having fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, now, he wasn't – Mama Tried didn't have Flat Out Friday from the get-go, right? No, I think it was I think it was third year in, I believe. I think it was 17. Okay. Uh, wait, that was, no, 15. I don't know. My years and us are, are really difficult to, to keep track of. But, yeah, it was a few years in. 
Proc and Scott had known each other for years. They were in a band together in their, in their 20s. And um, Jeremy's, a, Jeremy's an aspiring promotions band. Like, he don't, he don't, he's got his hand in probably more more fires than I do. And, and he really, really enjoys bringing people together. He does this wonderful bike race called the river west 24 every year yeah um which you know if you get an opportunity to check that out you should it's it's really cool the river west community comes together and it's it's a 24-hour bike race and it's just so much fun it's not just people riding riding around the track you have all kinds of fun side gigs that you get to do and create points and make make memories and you know he has a hockey league and used to do video game leagues and is a is a special education teacher for you know kids that are transitioning out of high school into real life and giving them opportunities to try to further their life along he's just a special dude he is i mean when he told me about the bicycle race that's when i was like you know this 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 is the kind of guy we need to be our president you know like that's what he solidified the deal uh just the ideas (laughs) behind all the decision making or the you know just the way he rounds it out where it's way more than you know, the bicycles bring everybody there, but uh, he, you know, he does even more to bring everybody together and work yeah. together. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a special talent and gift he's got. Absolutely. I, don't I agree. Think, I don't think that's something that can be learned. <laughs> no, 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 man. Yeah, you you, uh, you try to ask somebody that knows Proc who Proc is, and that's a, it's a really difficult question to answer, you know, and that's a, that's a good thing, you know, when, when you can't, you can't come up with something right off, right off the hip and you have to talk about it and sound it out. Now, did you get to race the first couple years or, uh, yeah. you did. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. We, Scott and I raced probably up until, I don't know, like four years in, uh, he might've raced one more year without me. Um, there's some good footage of me. I have a I have a knack for uh, getting out front and then fucking it all up. <laughs> uh, there's some great footage of me getting run over. There's a bike that like I fell over it. I was in front and kind of spun my rear wheel around and I ended up laying down behind my bike. My bike became a ramp for the guy behind me. Oh shit! And jumped over me into the hay bales. I'll have to find that somewhere. It's fucking wild, but yeah, it's just it just became too much and I. I wanted to, to experience the, the, the whole weekend a little bit more than trying to rush through and, and trying to do all that. Um, I know I miss it, but I think it's for the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, there's a lot going on that weekend, and, and I'm sure whenever something happens and there's a question in the air, they start looking for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to isolate myself, uh, you know, in, in, in layers, and we have a wonderful team that, that comes together. Uh, during that week and that weekend and and um, they know you know they they really kind of they take it upon themselves as a challenge to keep me out of decision making and 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 let me kind of and scott float around and and have a good time which is pretty cool well that's a sign Um, of a good team right there yeah yeah it's it's pretty special and and I, i feel like i can enjoy the weekend and i do and and you know if i'm i'm not doing it i'm not doing it to just do it right i want to experience and have the same fun that everybody else is yeah no it's a cool it's a cool thing and it's i know it's only possible with the team behind you yeah absolutely 
Well, so we're, 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 we're adding you to the team this year. Dan. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I feel very special and I'm humbled <laughs> by, you know, yeah, by being just a small part. It's going to be rad. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I think it's going to come off really well. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to, to be a part of that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I, uh, I got a lot to do before I get to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of intimidating you know i've been on a big trip for you know months now off and on and yeah. this is like the last leg and it's just it's yeah it's it, i don't even know what to say about it it's just wild you right know? But you, uh, yeah man, uh, you gotta be you're getting close right you leave on the what the third or the fourth yeah i leave on the third i'll get down to santiago chile on the fourth I think that morning, and uh, I talked to the guys at the dealership. They uh, they did a bunch of services to my bike. Uh, I was actually shocked. The bill is like four hundred and fifty bucks. So I was like, <laughs> "You need to send me a list of everything that you did because I don't think you did everything I asked for you to do." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, "How did those yeah. tires look? Didn't we talk about tires and?" Sure enough, he's like, oh, yeah, you need tires. And I'm like, well, then it's not ready to go, man, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, man, we'll be, uh, we'll be living vicariously through you, um, I I'm, I'm think, as you know. So make sure you put up lots of videos and fun shit, and it's, it's great, you know, for, for, you know, it's the next best thing, you know, not being able to be on the road, but to watch somebody you know and, and, and uh, admire to, to do it. And the way you do it is pretty special, so, you know, Keep rolling and have some fun, and for the for all of us, I, I I will, and I can't wait to you know bring a piece of that back and share it with everybody in Milwaukee. Awesome, you know yeah. that'll be that's really going to be the cherry on the top is being able to, you know, the the trips are fun, but like being able to share that experience since I don't, you know, go like for a while I traveled by myself a lot, and it yeah and it's amazing, right? And then once. You know, Bear took me to Nepal, and I did one of the motorcycle Sherpa trips with a group of people. And I was just like, oh, my word. Traveling with other people is really fucking awesome, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. So now I, I know that, like, I can get some of that by just sharing the adventure as I go along. And, you know, that's uh, it's a pretty special thing to be able to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Warren, I appreciate you having this phone call with me. Uh, no problem, man. I, thanks for letting me be a part of the uh, the program, man. Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm cool. stoked to to feature your shop, JR Cycle Products, next month with MC Shop Tees. It's uh, you, you're going to be kicking off my fifth year, so this will be you'll be my 49th shop, which is just right. awesome to be able to do. Yeah, that's killer, man. Congratulations, that's that's great. You know what are what are the there's like most businesses don't make it past two years or some shit. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure it even after two years that I was going to be able to keep going. You know, yeah. every day it's uh, you know, and it's special to be able to just uh, you know, share the good word about the shops that are keeping people on the road all over yeah. the country and sometimes outside yeah. the country. And yeah, it's just a yeah. it's just a sweet thing. Yeah, great idea, man. Great idea. I'm glad to be a part of it. And 
and uh, hopefully I can help some folks come through Milwaukee. And, you know, we've, we've done quite a bit of it and, you know, the, it uh well, shop's you, always open you got the rig for it i've seen it <laughs> yeah we sure do oh, we that's sure awesome. do well uh man i look forward to seeing you in february if there is anything i can do before then to uh help spread any any word or any information you know what to do and if people want to go learn more about jr cycle products or mama tried what's the best way for them to do that oh the we're on uh, we're on all the, the you know the social media platforms and a couple websites is jrcycleproducts.com, mamatriedshow.com, flatoutfriday.com, um, and and you know they're all kind of intertwined together. So once you find one, it should be fairly easy to find the other ones. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, we you know we we look forward to you know progressing. We've got we've got our first opportunity to sell our own tickets on our website for Mama Tried, and we got merch and. It's growing and fun, man. It's it's a really cool thing. It's I'm stoked to be a small part of it, dude. Bitching. So are we. All right, man. Well, you have a wonderful day. Stay warm up there, and uh, I will be in touch. All right. Sounds good, my man. Later. See you. Thanks again, Warren. I uh, dude, I always enjoy talking to you. That's awesome. I can't wait to do it in person, February. Um, I hope to see all of you. In Milwaukee at Mama Tried, I'm going to do everything in my power to get me and the Pan America from South America back to North America and all the way to Milwaukee. We got some cool stuff planned. I'll be doing podcasts at the venue. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to racing as well. I hope all of you motherfuckers have a merry fucking Christmas. MCShopTees.com, DangerDansTalkShop.com, KnivesMadeByNick.com, LowBrowCustoms.com. Check out all these places. You're probably too late to get something for the holidays because it's right around the corner. But uh, these people support me, and they will support you too. Thank you.